Hey Jackie, are you worried about managing your debt and maintaining financial well-being during the holidays? Oh Grant, you should know better than to ask me that question. There's no ho-ho-ho to my budget process. I just kind of wing it and see what it ends up looking like in January. So I am absolutely concerned this season. One, uh, everything that I like to buy in advance was not in stock. And two, I really noticed prices have risen dramatically. Uh, Stocking stuffers, um, things that you would normally just pick up for that friend down the street. The what if happens if someone gives me something present that I didn't give you something present store, (laughs) right? Uh, All those things, except for actually, um, you know, cards. Like you can buy a card in in advance if you need to have some gift card options, but they don't buy you as much anymore. So I am definitely ready for this episode to talk through my stress around the holiday spending and shopping parts. How about you, Sean? Uh, Always, every year, right? Uh, This year, obviously, being a little bit different, but yeah, we... Me and my wife, we have three girls, three young girls. So every year there's the new toy, right? There's the commercials, uh, the marketing areas of these different organizations. They do a phenomenal job getting their product in front of the kids, right? That that always want that next greatest thing. So absolutely, as I look forward um, to the holiday season every year, there's always that concern of, you know, what toys are out there? What are they going to want? What do they really need also, right? Because it's not always just what they want. But costs definitely are are increasing. It's becoming more and more expensive every year. And you know I am. Uh, you know those those <laughs> toddlers as they get older and older, their toys just get more and more expensive. So as age goes up, so does the price tag. So with this episode, we're talking about managing your debt and maintaining financial well being during the holidays. Uh, Jack, you want to kick us off? Yeah, thank you, Grant. So welcome back, everybody. Uh, This time of year means a couple of things. It means a lot of joy and a lot of stress for many of us out there. And today we hope to help unpack some of those things. Oh, better yet, unwrap some of those things so that you're all ready for the holiday season. Uh, First, I want to formally uh, welcome back my two favorite well-being guys. Grant, Sean, can you please introduce yourselves? Thank you, Jackie. Uh, I'm Grant Gallagher, the head of financial well-being and brand communications. Yes. Thank you, Jackie. My name is Sean Lubitz. I'm the Vice President of Retail and Digital Branching here at Affinity Federal Credit Union. And I am Jackie Kearns, Chief Brand and Strategy Officer at Affinity Federal Credit Union. Thank you all so much again for tuning in and listening today. Uh, We really have a lot to unpack here. Like I said, unwrap. Managing debt and maintaining financial well-being. I would say also just overall well-being during the holiday season. So, where do you both see the biggest challenges around spending this year? I know you mentioned, obviously, you have uh, little ones in your home. You have probably other relatives you need to buy for. Me, you have to obviously get me something nice again this year. <laughs> Don't stress, guys. I'll give you some ideas. But what's the, uh, what's the areas that you're most concerned about in general for the consumer? You know, I, I, I know for me that, that my biggest holiday stress is going to be the travel this year. Uh, you know, we've had a little bit of a reprieve the last few years. I don't know about you guys, but my uh, extended family, there's about 30 of them, which means we get to go on a tour of two to three holiday celebrations right around that time. Uh, not all local. So, you know, even though gas prices are, are a little bit better than they have been, they're they're still not cheap and, you know, definitely going to be putting some of those miles on the car. So that's, that's what I'm uh, probably my biggest holiday expense stress. How about you, Sean? Yeah, I, I would echo everything you just said as far as the travel, but I would add into that also just food. 
um, food and drink expenses, right? Everything seems to now, especially to your point over the last couple of years, things were very, very slow. So now everyone wants to see each other. They want to have the small parties. They want to have the get togethers, um, whether it's bringing a bottle of wine or some drinks or some food, uh, all these parties continue to add up and they're all, you know, tiny fortunes to go out and, and, uh, and spend that money. And like I said, after you go to a few, it definitely starts to add up. So that's definitely a concern in my area. Yeah, I agree. I have uh, my husband of 20 plus years and we have 10 siblings in his house plus about 40 grandkids now. <laughs> no, Ooh. I'm kidding. They're get, it's getting there though. <laughs> Everyone's had one at least, if not more. And, um, you know, in the first couple of years, you were able to think about what you want to get each person. And now as you kind of have that exponential growth factor, if you will, you're trying to think about, well, what group gift could you get? And how do you actually just spend more time in the moment celebrating, but you both just hit it on the head. Traveling to those places costs more money. Definitely filling up that sleigh with, you know, the gas prices as we've talked about before. The food, the drink, the just happy times have cost more when you go to the grocery store. So are are there any things that you're doing in advance of this? Are, Are you thinking differently about, you know, not doing it all around the holiday times, which could be obviously late November into the January timeframe, depending on how you celebrate and what you celebrate? One thing I I think we're doing a little bit differently this year that we've talked about for years in the past is just kind of planning and budgeting, knowing that this time is going to come every year, right? In years past, it's always that surprise of, oh, it's November. You know, where are we getting the money to pay for these gifts? Where are we getting, like, like we had no idea it was coming, right? Happens every year. The holidays happen every year around the same time. So this year we did a little bit better of a job kind of planning it out, even in that January, February timeframe to start to just put a little bit of money away every month or every paycheck in anticipation of knowing what's coming, um, you know, come the end of October of every year. You know, one of the things that, that we've been looking at as, as a family, now that we have a lot of little ones, uh, between my girls and cousins and nieces and nephews is, you know, let's focus on them. Um, you know, we, we've kind of dried up the, the gift stream for the older family members, because, you know, nine times out of 10, you're just kind of guessing, buying them something, some random thing from TJ Maxx that they're probably going to wind up returning. <laughs> you know, they don't need a their 95th, you know, sandalwood scented candle that, that it, we're, we're really just focusing on the kids and getting them some stuff. Um, and also talking about it, you know, figuring out who's, you know, the, the, the little ones, everybody wants to buy something for everyone. But, you know, I know, in previous years, when you don't set some boundaries, you wind up with about 50,000 toys that you have to wind up putting into rotation because everybody wants to spoil the, the grandkids or, or the little ones. So, you know, having that conversation and being like, okay, you're covering this, these people's kids, I'll cover these people's kids. And maybe it's, you know, pooling and coming together to buy them something nicer as, as a family instead of everybody buying a, a lot of little things that, you know, probably will get discarded and, and forgotten pretty quickly. It's a great point, that gathering together part. So there's a couple of things that we've done in the family as it's gotten larger, grab bags, right? You pick a name, one person out of that 40 that I mentioned before, and each person gets one gift opposed to the 40 times gift from the dollar store treats that we all love, but they never make it home, right? You break, there's crying involved. It's, It's kind of heartbreaking to leave a nice holiday as the child is screaming about the new toy that just broke, right? (laughs) So we've looked at grab bags. But the other option that you mentioned, Grant, I think is interesting is pooling gifts, especially for those um, who might not be able to afford travel or basic appliances or things that cost a lot of money, getting the team together, especially so easy with, you know, money systems like 
Zelle or Venmo, you can just pop money to each other and have no problem how you're going to kind of reconcile that. So there's a lot of interesting ways to be creative, I think, when you're a group of people trying to get some really nice things, not everything for all people all the time. Um, have you guys ever just uh, donated too, to like something like the Affinity Foundation for the holidays? You know, have you ever given to a nonprofit instead of, uh, you know, putting that money to the hands of a retailer? Yeah, absolutely. I will say one thing that um, that really stands out to me that we really take a take pride with our girls with that you can give them all the toys. And then to Grant's point, it's, you know, a month later, they don't even realize what they have. So I think kind of teaching them those life lessons or showing them that you can give back if you're fortunate enough and you're in a situation where you can, uh, you can volunteer your time, you can donate your money to those who are a little bit less fortunate. Those are the life lessons I think that stick with the kids um, throughout their lives versus that the Batman toy that they forget about in a month's time frame or is broken to Grant's point. So uh, yeah, I think there's there's definitely some items that hold a little bit more value. Those are the life lessons in my mind. Yeah, the the value piece is is huge there. It's it's you know understanding what what matters to an individual. Um, I've I've done the the donation as a gift kind of thing, and it, it it has to be the right kind of person. You know, some some people don't take that as well as others. Um, but some want no, the and, candle. <laughs> some want the candle. Yes, ninety fifth candle. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but no, it's it you know the gift of time is also very valuable and, and you should never, you know, diminish that, you know, spending time with, with friends and family. I I've talked about this with, with my mom and, and, you know, we've talked about instead of doing any gifts for birthdays um, you know, it's, it's about getting together and going out to eat and spending time together and reconnecting. And, and, you know, I, I talk with her all the time, but it's, you know, that in-person, you know, event that that really makes it meaningful and memorable and and you can you can do that in a meaningful way too by going to a food bank or giving back to your community and spending time together um and you know making a memory absolutely and to your point too about you know time is so valuable on our last podcast we talked about passion projects so i know that there's a lot of people also that again for example if you're good at woodworking and you can make that candle holder you can make that you know the the key holder that hangs on the wall the amount of time and effort you put into something like that, again, it's not going to be super expensive in most cases, but the value really is that time, at which should be taken into consideration when you're giving that gift or receiving a gift like that. Yeah, I think some of the most um, fond toys or gifts that I've ever received have been those made by somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that gift of giving something that somebody took the time and put that sweat equity into, there's nothing quite like it. And Sometimes those things cost a little bit less sometimes, depending on, you know, how good of a planner you are. Now, I know this episode is going to be right in that <laughs> right in that high time, right? We're coming up on Hanukkah, we're coming up on Christmas, we're coming up on Kwanzaa, we're coming up on it all. So anything that you all think about from a last minute budgeting perspective that, you know, choosing the right offers, having the right card in your wallet, making sure that you don't totally overspend. Any ideas for the uh, the listeners on those last minute ideas around budgeting? I will say that um, there there are so many different outlets now to to get that, that product or service, right? So you might find the toy on Amazon, but it's also at Macy's or Target. So to your point, Jackie, do a little bit of homework just prior to buying it, right? The internet makes that very easy. Just search it, see where you can find a reputable um, retailer for whatever it is that you're looking for find out if there are any coupons out there. And if you do that from a a larger scale for all the items that you are purchasing, it could be a pretty significant amount of money 
that you could save, um, again, with those last minute purchases? You know, I, I would recommend because I, I don't know about you guys, but around the holidays, a lot of people want to reconnect, want to celebrate the holidays, want to go out to eat. And, you know, if you keep saying yes to that, it can be a significant source of uh, expense. And, you know, maybe it's instead of going out with five, 10 different friends all separately, you go out once with everybody, you, you get them all together. You do kind of like a Friendsgiving kind of thing. You do, you know, you, you get everybody to do kind of a at-home celebration instead of going out to eat. Um, and even though, you know, grocery prices are are up, it's still going to be significantly cheaper than, than going out to eat. Yeah, I think get, definitely getting more people together that are comfortable getting together after the last two years is a great idea. Getting that group together or doing something still with some virtual connectors in there if people are at a market and they don't want to spend the prices I've heard numerous reports, airline expense is significantly up. Obviously, AAA has said that driving expense is going to be significantly higher. So definitely using some of those techniques that we learned during the pandemic, you know, Zooming each other or chatting it, using something to get to Putty's house without having to spend the money to get there is also still ways to stay connected while bringing costs a little bit down and more in line. Do you guys think that there's um, things to start thinking about as you see, like, are you, do you guys set milestones? I know myself, I, I start to buy everyone on a list that I know I can kind of call like, oh, the kids need this or, you know, uncle uh, Joe needs this, or, you know, you kind of get all the people all the way that, you know, a hundred percent, right. And you, you budget really well for that. And then there's the last like five days and I cannot turn down a good email offer, you know, 25% <laughs> off of 15%. I don't even know what it means, but I am right in that cart buying socks and sweatpants and no one, no one ever needs them. So, you know, are there things that you feel like you should steer away from as the pressure nears for that end of the holidays shopping time ticker going off? Is there any things that you say, stop doing, Jackie? I need the advice, guys. I need the advice. Oh, I, I wish I had some good advice for you, Jackie. I do the same thing. I'm a, I, I definitely am a last minute shopper, right? That's, that's just who I am. Um, but what I will say is just, again, the needs and wants piece, right? What's really needed um, versus what, what's that great offer that came up? You're like, this is too good to, you know, to turn down or to pass up. So just being conscious of that. I do think also, and I'll, I'll talk about our, our affinity cash rewards credit card. We offer 5% cash back all year long at, on, on Amazon. Um, I think that's an outstanding way to kind of just save some money and, and earn some cash back. So to your point, when you're trying to find those good deals, it might be a good deal. And then this might be the icing on the cake as far as that 5% cash back, um, when using your affinity card as well. You know, I, I'm, I'm actually shopping all year round. Um, I think I bought some, some Christmas presents back in, in August, but I'm, I'm as, as guilty as you are, Jackie, when, when that really good sale pops up, I have a very hard time saying no. Um, but you know, it's, I, I guess it's going back and, you know, checking my list and, and, and crossing off the names when I have already bought something for everybody. And, and not being tempted by, by that latest sale, especially when I'm, you know, sometimes might be giving the gift to myself. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I usually do pretty well with a good old gift for Jackie and one for somebody <laughs> I was really looking for that happens sometimes stress buying, but the two questions for you on as a follow-up one, do you remember where you put the gifts from August <laughs> <laughs> and two, what kind of restraint can you have around those special last minute gifts? Cause I notice myself, I pay more in shipping after a certain time than the discounts worth, right? It's just like those old marketers, they get to you, right? They know the pressure's on. 
I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, uh, I'm a believer in you, you get the free shipping and when it shows up, it shows up, you know, you, you tell that person, Hey, your gifts in the mail, it's coming. I didn't forget about you. Here's the printout of it. I promise you're, you're getting it. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't seem to bring, I'm, I'm a little bit of a cheapskate, so I can't bring myself to justify paying expedited shipping for anything. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that, uh, that dedicated, dedicated hiding spot where you stick all the presents that sometimes, you know, birthdays or Easter does roll around and I'm looking in that spot and it does, I do find a forgotten Christmas present every once in a while. So that, that, that does happen. Hopefully nothing perishable. It's no, all no, right. no. Yeah. <laughs> Those I candles. Where, I think that where I go wrong, I can't do, I can't hold on to a present for that long. I, I just, I can't do it. If I know I have a present for you, Grant, and it's sitting there, I, at some point I'm like, nah, I, I got to give this to Grant. And then that's Christmas present number two, right. That yes. I'd be buying for you. So yeah, I, that's my excuse Sean, anyway. You and I are like, yeah. I, I was always, my mom would always say, you'll have nothing for me to open on Christmas because you give me everything in advance. And yep. I said, you're right. I'm guilty of that. I, I buy and give right away. Um, but, you know, thinking of that, I, I think it's more about, we talk about this a lot, right? The well-being side of it. So what are some things that you feel, especially because holidays can be extremely amazing times. There's so many of us that have wonderful friends and family to connect with. But also, I mean, Gallup, one of our partners has said the happiness factor is in jeopardy, right? People stress, they become, you know, sometimes more disconnected because it could be overwhelming to have a lot going on. Or unfortunately, some people have nobody to reach out to them or to them reach out to uh, other people. So how do you guys feel that, you know, you could advise or, or help some of those out there who are looking at a way to, to feel more about their well-being during this time outside the financial pieces? Any advice for the social or community piece of it? Hmm. I, um, one thing I will say that kind of sticks out to me is just, I know there's people out there. I know there's, there's members here that we talk to, you know, on a daily basis, especially around the holiday season. Part of their well-being is they enjoy seeing other people happy. So they enjoy giving gifts to our point before Jack here. I can't hold on to that gift. I want to give it to you because I want to see how excited you are. But that can come, that can turn around and bite someone, right? They, they want to get that little bit more expensive gift because they know how much it will mean to that person. Um, and that can always be a tough thing to kind of, reel that back in a little bit. Um, again, we go back to, you know, the gift of time or an experience or making something that's handmade can go a very long way. But I do think, uh, when we talk about financial or just well-being in general, there is that piece that we need to be careful of to not, you know, not, it makes me happy to give gifts, but you need to kind of, you know, work within your means. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the important things that I, I see with this is it's, it's all about being, thoughtful and purposeful. You know, you, you don't, you don't want to just get the small little tchotchke impulse buy that you see somewhere and you're like, Oh, this reminds me of this person and they'll like it, whatever. You know, it's really kind of sitting down and thinking and, and planning to just stick to that one, one gift that's really meaningful and, and matters. And, and you, you kind of show that, um, cause it's, it's hard and, and, you know, nobody, nobody said any of this is, is going to be easy, but it's, you know, you, you, you really want to plan this out. So down the road, you know, a month from now, two months of now, when you're looking at that, that credit card statement, you're not like, Oh, what, what did, what did I do? What did I do here? I, you know, I did it again. It adds up quick. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a true, it's real. I mean, the struggle is real with that. I think there's a couple things and you both just hit on this is one talk to, talk to affinity, talk to us. You know, we have 
team members here who are happy just to listen and help you choose between one gift versus another. We have a lot of people who love to help with that part of it. But on a more serious note, stress, your mental health over this, your mindset, it's definitely not worth going that extra gift if it's going to really put and task you with more debt in the long run. So we're definitely here, credit counseling services, uh, member well-being, you know, we have different aspects through our foundation, the Affinity Foundation. Please just reach out to us because as much as it's a joyful time, like I said before, it could be a stressful time for many of us. Um, so in, in doing this, I wanted to kind of pivot a little bit if we could. Um, let's talk about, you know, January 5th, okay? Um, you you get all these wonderful things. You're putting the recycling out. We all have tons of boxes and old wrapping paper. And maybe the tree, if you buy a real tree, is almost ready to go out to the curb for tree recycling even. What do you start the year off doing then? What do you start kind of saying, you know, I could have, I should have, I would have, but I didn't. What would you guys say is a way to, you know, think about curbing spending in the future? Um, not buying all your gifts in August, like Grant, you know, Christmas in July kind of thing, but or buying leftovers from all the racks of sales stuff that's available. Any good advice to the listeners about where you would start the year off to just clear that mindset up? I think it's um it's all about just having a plan and and being purposeful to Grant's point. It's I, I know I was in this rut too, where you're constantly playing catch up. So starting in January, now you're playing catch up for what you spent in October, November, and December. And then you probably get to a good place right around October. And then you're playing catch up again coming January. So that takes its toll on on anybody after a while, right? Always feeling like you're you're in a hole and you're trying to dig your way out. But just having that plan and then kind of, again, preparing for what you know is coming. Um, even if it's going to take a year, two years, three years, five years to kind of dig out of that hole, relieve some of that stress by having that plan in place. And then really sticking to the plan to ensure you end up in a good situation. Because again, that feeling of always feeling like you're behind and you're trying to catch up, it does take its toll after a while. Could I also ask you this question just as a quick follow-up? Plan and then also a way to pay down the debt. So debt consolidation, better interest on credit cards if you have to carry a balance. Um, what do you think there, Sean? Is it, is it worth taking a look, talking to somebody again to help you walk through those options? If yeah. Should you have already... You're not a real good planner, but you're a great spender. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think, um, again, using your resources. So again, come to an Affinity branch. We're happy to speak to you. Talk to us over the phone. Um, we'll review what debt you might have, right? What what income you're bringing in and then help you create that plan um, to give you a little bit of peace of mind, right? That, that it was talked through, that there is a plan in place. Um, it's a matter of just sticking to it and creating that habit um, and kind of, again, working through it, whether it be the rest of the year two years, three years, five years, um, it's always a good feeling to know that you have something in place. But absolutely, to your point, Jackie, having the right products and services that kind of match what those those dreams are or those plans are over the next couple of years to relieve some of that stress, to know that you can almost put it on autopilot for a little bit. Mindset relief, stress relief. And Grant, I was going to ask you this question. I mean, we've had a number of tools over the year and We've definitely, Sean and your group, have upskilled people from a, you know, just a transactional helper in a branch to more of a relationship specialist. So, Grant, any, um, you know, idea of or different ways that you would recommend certain things or tools that one could look at or use or products? I know you've talked about being a big product, uh, product um, help advocate around inverted savings, even saving more with less to do so. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point, Jackie. Um 
a couple of things come to mind and, and it's, you know, there's two sides of it. It's the saving sides of it side of it. So you're better prepared for next year or the following year. Um, but it, it's like Sean had mentioned, most people are, when they're doing their holiday spending, it's, it's winding up on, on a credit card and, and very rarely do we see the credit card being the cheapest of the ways to borrow. So it's, it's all about having that, that conversation to finding out what, what the right way to pay off that holiday debt is. And, you know, it's, there's a level of, of self-reflection there too. You know, you, you, you kind of want to look back on what you did over the last two, three months, see where your pain points were, and then take action to avoid them going forward. You know, you should always be thoughtful and self-reflective and, and kind of thinking about what, what you did to get yourself in this spot so you can avoid it next year. And a lot of the time it's, it's planning. Um, but sometimes it's, it's also just thinking about, you know, Hey, I overextended myself here. Let's cut back next year. Let's talk about, you know, where I can cut back with, with my friends and family. Cause sometimes, you know, people, people have an assumption that this is what we've always done. So this is what we need to go doing, do going forward, or I'm going to let somebody down. And then you have the conversation and find out, well, nobody really cared about that anyway. And you're spending all this money and time and effort. And once you've had that conversation, you know, I'm thinking back to my, my own experience with, with uh, my birthdays with, with my family, where we, we always had the expectation of some big extravagant celebration. And, and it turns out like, no, nah, just getting together and having meals fine. Um, so it's, it's really identifying those, those pain points and, and having those conversations um, with your support network too, both financial at, at Affinity and, and with your family to understand what changes you can make to make it easier and better going forward. Yeah. To your point, Sean, planning right products for you, definitely working with partners who will point out when interest rates are high, um, probably steering clear of things like buy now, pay later, unless you really know what that means and what the options there are for you, uh, talking through those options with a professional on the finance side, um, like we have here at Affinity, right? You don't want to get taken advantage when you're trying to afford maybe something that we can help you probably better finance than some of those other solutions out in the market. Absolutely. And what I was going to say too, Grant, and you, and you touched on this is when you come in and you speak to one of our team members, it's not always just the, I always say like the bandaid on a broken leg, right? It's not always the short term. So yes, you, you might've racked up that credit card during the holidays and we can get you in a debt consolidation loan, which is going to save you money on interest, right? It's going to lower your monthly payment. It's, it's a win-win. But if you extend that for three years and then you do the same thing again in the holiday season of next year, you're, you're in the same situation. You're actually in a worse situation by adding that debt on top of it. So we don't want to look at it just from the only the standpoint of that, that lending side, but it's really that budgeting and making sure that we're saving on top of that. So we get you in a good situation now, and then you don't find yourself in that same situation again next year. We're really trying to be yeah. proactive to ensure that we, we put you in the right products and services. It's important. I've had members say, well, you know, I've, I've put money aside in what they call their holiday club still, some of mm -hmm. them, right? And I put a little bit here, put a little bit there, and whatever else I haven't put out, oh, maybe I'll hit the lottery to cover the debt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, and, and this comes across in, in many of our conversations with some members, right? The best intent, but I'll make up the difference if I can figure out a way to do it differently. Planning small amounts, paying yourself first. Um, I was in a branch one time and actually Fluter was working with a, a member and they talked about how in their customs, they put together a group fund 
And that group fund would then keep everybody in check to not overbuy, right? To the points earlier, you're thinking about the SUSU, as it was called, and not necessarily racking up the debt. So having that education and talking to a professional about it, I think, is really important as we just want to be there to help, right? And sometimes you'll use our solutions and sometimes you'll stay with the bank you have and or the credit union you have and use theirs. Again, it's about people helping people. I, I can't stress this enough, but, you know, and I've said this before, a hope, a dream, and a lottery ticket is not a plan. <laughs> it's just not a plan. That's it. Well, I, I know maybe the member mailbag, um, did anyone toss that into the mailbag on you about scratch-offs versus lottery tickets? Like what's You know, it, it's a little, <laughs> little bit different this week, Jackie. Um, jumping over to the member mailbag, you know, if you have a question or comment for future member mailbag segments, please send it to Affinity FCU on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag member mailbag and jumping into this week's question. Uh, I recently changed jobs and they don't offer a retirement savings option in their benefits. Where do I start if I still want to save a small portion of my paycheck towards retirement and get the tax benefits? Jackie, Sean, any ideas there? Yeah, I can, I can kick that off. I would say, number one, talk to an accountant, right? I, they're going to know you best. Um, and we don't ever want to give advice when it comes to necessarily the tax side of it. So having an accountant that you that you know and you trust is very, very important in this in this space. But we do have products that are available to our members. So we do offer traditional IRAs. We do offer Roth IRAs that we can get you set up with as well. And again, we've talked about on previous podcasts, we have some amazing financial advisors here that being a member of a credit or of affinity, that is one of those benefits that you do have being a member here is you have access to our financial advisors at any time you need them. So while I couldn't sit here and tell you exactly what to do, I feel like that's always my answer when we get to the mailbag, right? There's always so many more questions where my head goes. But um, I would say, you know, stop into a branch, come come ask some questions, um, call us over the phone, talk to our digital branch. They can they can get you set up with the right individuals. But we, we absolutely have products that I think could fit um, what you're looking for in this case. Agreed. I think definitely talking to somebody, like uh, Sean said, tax side, definitely an accountant or a person that we can put you in touch with that's an accountant will help, be a very big help. Uh, also, talk to your employer as well. Sometimes there are things that can be done even if it's not a traditional retirement plan. There are other options in terms of deferred savings that they would help you advise on. And then most importantly, definitely talk to us. Uh, we're happy to help, as Sean said, in so many ways and can definitely give you some free advice that hopefully will get you on the path to your dreams in retirement in the future. Yeah. And I, I think the most important piece of this too is, you know, when it comes to savings for retirement, just do it how, however you can, you know, it, it, it's, it's critical. And, and there's a lot of different options out there. You know, obviously the ones that make sense for you right now is, is what you should do. Um, Cause it, it, your, your needs do change over time and there are retirement options that do change based off of where you are in life. Um, but yeah, talk, talk to somebody who's a professional that can give you that specific advice to you to make sure that you're doing it today. Um, cause it was, as we've seen over history, it's those early savers that really have the biggest impact over, over time with, uh, the retirement accounts. So what's the time to start the smart start savings grant yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you all today for walking along with us this journey of well-being in the holiday season. As we know, it's upon us and we can feel the excitement in the air as well as that stress that underpins a lot of these decisions we all need to make. Uh, Grant, um, Sean, any last minute thoughts in terms of what the buyer as well as our members should beware during this holiday season? Yeah, I, I would say again, 
please come see us at a branch. Give us a call. Let us you know, speak to you over the phone. The holidays are supposed to be a time of joy. And I think, honestly, a lot of people, it's, it's a very stressful time as well. So if there's anything we can do to relieve some of that financial stress from you, to allow you to be a little bit more present in those moments around the holidays, which I think is the, you know, the ultimate value of the holidays, right? Of being present at that party or when anybody's opening gifts, we want to help you be a little bit more present by reducing some of that stress um, during the holidays from, you know, in the financial sense. So please, you know, come see us in a branch, give us a call. We're happy to talk you through a plan and a process for you. And, and, you know, I, I want to add that it's like Sean said, the, the holidays are about togetherness. They're about being happy and, and reflective and, and just joyous. And I don't think anybody who you spend time with or give gifts to expect you to give more than you can afford. They, they don't expect you to suffer to give them, you know, a gift or, or some joy. So, you know, be, be thoughtful, be meaningful in, in your actions. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll go a long way in both making your holidays meaningful and, and just keeping you in the moment, letting you enjoy that, that, that moment with others and, and not having to think about that uh, January credit card statement that, that you're probably dreading. Oh, yes, I am. I'm already dreading it. But again, you guys have had such great advice today. Great discussion. Love to hear more from our members and definitely more from the listeners out there. And Grant, how can people connect directly to us and subscribe? All right. So just to get in about the member mailbag, if you have a question or comment, you can send it to affinity at affinity FCU on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag member mailbag. And then you can rate, like, and subscribe for more with the Wellbeing in Your Wallet podcast on any major platforms and visit affinityfcu.com for more information about financial well-being and the Affinity products. Any final words, everyone? Happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. Thank you both. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.